Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. series they now have home court advantage against the worst road team left in the playoffs and man we got to give anthony davis some flowers heading into the series i wrote for substack and then uh told aaron in our preview extravaganza that we uh, we look at the lakers win a road playoff game in the second round and i'm already going we uh I, I, I thought that the Lakers had to take game one here in order to get on schedule. Um, from there, whatever happens in game two, obviously you would like to win. Um, and then you win games two and three back at home. And then finally, you you, you have a 3-1 lead and three opportunities to take care of business and, and finally knock out the Warriors. Um, they are now on schedule. And based on... Darvin Ham's approach to this one, it really seemed like they agree with my assessment heading in. Anthony Davis played the entire second half. LeBron, I believe, played the entire fourth quarter. Uh, they finished together. You have Anthony Davis at 44 minutes. You have LeBron at 40. And the Lakers get their win, 117 to 112. They now have home court advantage. And the rest of the series, you know, as it is going to play out. And, and look, like the way that series work, it's always a give and a take. Uh, especially like the Warriors are the reigning champs. This is not, you know, I, I know a lot of people, and this is how it always goes. You're the team that you root for. They win a playoff game and you're like, they're never losing ever again. <laughs> and I get it. I get it. I'm not, I'm not uh, hating on, on that assessment. You know what, man? That's what fandom is. But I don't think this is going to be a sweep. I don't think they are going to sweep the rest of their way through the playoffs, but certainly they are now on schedule. They have set the schedule and they are now on that schedule. So nice thing is, uh, and, and look, we're going to see a desperate Warriors team in game two. And we saw a desperate Warriors game at the end of game one. And, and the nice thing here for the Lakers is they have a desperate Warriors team on film and they can and they can prepare for that desperate Warriors team for game two. So with also getting the win in game one. So I I, I think, you know, get ready for a lot more Steph on the ball. Uh, get ready for a lot more small ball. Now, does that mean that Looney is not out there creating extra opportunities? He had 23 rebounds in yesterday's game, seven of them offensive, and he was a huge part of, 
I would say he was the second most important player in that Sacramento Kings series for the Lake or for the for the Warriors. Um, do they commit to small ball and go away from Looney, or do they commit to small ball and go away from Looney and Draymond playing at the same time? Because if they do, then that means AD can now be a factor, a bigger factor on the offensive glass. So, yeah, I wanted to start macro here in terms of the series and in terms of what this means here moving forward. But I also think, like, we have to take a quick second, and I did this with Raj in the postgame show, but I do think it, it's worth it to take a quick second and and look around at where the Lakers currently are and compare that to where they came from. And no, do I, I don't mean to say that this is, you know, some grand accomplishment in its own right. There's still a lot of work to be done here. But occasionally, you stop, you smell the roses. The Lakers started the season 2-10. and 10. They headed into the season, I thought, zero chance whatsoever at competing for a title. Russell Westbrook was still on the team. They started with Patrick Beverly and Lonnie Walker and Russell Westbrook as as their three as their backcourt essentially uh at at several points this season you had four tiny little guards out there running around playing a big man sport and not creating any of the advantages small guys try to create this season felt like yet another lost season it felt like another you know meandering path towards irrelevance because the Lakers decided not to trade Russell Westbrook back in the off season. And then the trade deadline happens. Rui shows up, Russell Westbrook, Patrick Beverly, Kendrick Nunn, all gone. And now wouldn't you know it with the addition of some shooting, some length, some athleticism, some physicality, and the absence of we just don't have to talk about that. The Lakers are now three games away, three wins away from the conference finals. Unbelievable. It is unbelievable where we currently stand. And, you know, yeah, as Kobe himself would say, job's not done. I'm not laughing, I'm not smiling. This job's not done. That's fine. That's cool. But also, occasionally it's kind of nice when you have this insane, this miraculous a turnaround within a single season, there's some value in just kind of stopping and looking around and just saying, holy fuck, what? Are you kidding me? My, my daughter just learned how to say, are you kidding me? And that's legitimately all that is kind of playing in the back of my mind. What? They just won a, a, a road playoff game against the reigning champions. A road playoff game against the reigning champions. and A, 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 a game in which, by the way, that team shot 40% from three-point range. Jordan Poole, Klay Thompson, Steph Curry, they combined for 70-plus points. LeBron wasn't even good. Lakers won. What? I look, I was I was trying to feign confidence. I was trying to build up confidence in the run up to the series. And like I just said a second ago, series at this stage of the game with 
the kind of players and teams and organizations really that are competing in this series, they go back and forth. Warriors probably going to win game two. But still, earning at least the split, getting this game, identifying it as the game that needed to be won, putting together a game plan to do so, executing that game plan, and doing just enough there to win it, man, when you consider the depths of this season, the depths of the last couple seasons, this feels, this feels pretty fucking good. All right, let's talk about the game itself. We have to start with Anthony Davis. Anthony Davis was the best player on the court. He plays like that. He has a real argument as the best player on the face of the planet. He defends like the way that he has defended these first couple series. He has a real case to be considered one of the greatest defenders in the history of the sport. The, the stuff that he was doing um, at the basket where, yeah, he has his, I think he had, he finishes with four blocks. Uh, and, and yeah, that's, that obviously is an impact on its own. But he also, I don't know how many occasions either, you know, had his presence felt in the paint where Golden State was either attempting a tougher shot than they needed to, didn't attempt a shot outright. I think Golden State finished on the night with only six free throws attempted. And Warriors fans are going to say, well, obviously the league wants the Lakers to get the split to make this a longer series or whatever. Like, yeah, that's, again, that's what fans do. That's how this works. But the Warriors shot six free throws because they attempted, how many? 50 three-pointers. 53 three-pointers on the night. 50 and they knocked down 40% of them. The Lakers still won. But again, if you're if you're trying to get to the free throw line, you're not shooting 50 times. If you're trying to uh, attempt anything at the rim, you're not shooting 50 plus three-pointers on the night. That's not normally how that goes. Steph shot 13. Clay shot 16. Poole, 11. Wiggins shot 5. The... The Warriors, every time they went into the paint, they knew, oh, shit, Boogeyman's there. And that was all AD. All AD. Anthony Davis put his fingerprints all over this game as he has all playoffs to this point on the defensive side of the ball. And he he matched that effort, by the way, with what he did offensively. I had questions about him in this series and his impact because Golden State is going to be willing to take 50-plus three-pointers in a game. But even with Golden State doing that, AD still swallowed up the paint. It's actually pretty fitting that tonight, or last night, the paint was painted black, and that's because AD turned it into a black hole. Anything that you know dribbled into there, was, was, was nothing good was happening in those spots. And and that was just an incredible effort from him. And uh, doing so over the course of 44 minutes, only picking up two fouls. And one of those fouls, by the way, that he picked up, um, he asked to pick it up. He did commit the foul, but he asked to pick it up so that Vanderbilt could stay in with four fouls. It was just, it was a stellar performance. And if AD is going to be the best player in the series, Lakers are going to win. It's just... 
That's it. That there's there's it's really just kind of that simple. If AD is that good and he is better than everybody else on the basketball court, Lakers are going to win. The next guy I have to give it up to is Jared Vanderbilt defensively. He uh the Lakers decided to start him right from the get-go on Steph. Um, and he was ready for the occasion. He said after the game that that's the kind of, uh, you know, responsibility he wants defensively. Uh, he was incredible all throughout the game. And uh, look, Steph still finished with 27 points. He still hit his threes. He still brought the Warriors almost single-handedly back into it because that's what Steph does. That's what's going to happen. Um, I thought one mistake that Darvin Ham made over the course of the game, and I, I'll talk about his game um, in full here in a bit, but one mistake I thought that he made was going away from Vando, kind of gal- galaxy-braining himself, and and allowing the Lakers to be goaded into a small lineup down the stretch. Um, but Vando, spectacular defensively. Um, I don't anticipate that it's going, you know, that, that Steph is going to look that uncomfortable over the entirety of the series, but Vando did what the Lakers needed in order to get this split and then now has to figure out a way to kind of, you know, churn water. You just stay, keep keep his head above water against, you know, a, a legitimate all-timer in Steph. And, uh, man, what a game. Just, he, I know that um, I said heading into it that players with that body type are the kind that normally kind of give, I mean, they give everybody a hard time, right? We've seen him play well against Luka. We've seen him play well against SGA. We've seen him play well against Devin Booker. We've Now we've seen him play well against Steph. And like, it's a sliding scale there. In this case, Steph still was able to get off and, 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 and played well, but uh, in some spots. But uh, for what Vanderbilt was asked to do, it, you can't play much better than that. You really can't, especially asking for more than that from a $4 million a year player. Good Lord, what a game from Vanderbilt. And um, it feels somewhat sustainable. You know, I, um, I will see, I think one thing we're going to see here in the next, you know, few games, certainly in game two, is Steph saying, all right, enough with the motion stuff. Give me the ball and either put me in isolation or, you know, give me a screen and get Vanderbilt away from me. Um, but, and, and we'll see how Vanderbilt handles that, how the Lakers handle that. But for right now, it, it, the Lakers are able to get on schedule here to be able to win the series and they get home court in large part because Vanderbilt was just that incredible in making Steph work for every single point that he had while Vanderbilt was guarding him. Let's talk about Darvin Ham. I think that in full, really good ham game. Uh, I thought he utilized his timeouts better in this one. Um, when the Warriors would go on runs, I think I, I thought Ham did a very good job of calling timeouts and during those timeouts, uh, stressed to the Lakers how important it was to stay focused offensively. Look, I think the Lakers are so focused defensively because of how great the Warriors are that that's not really something I'm particularly concerned about. Yeah, occasionally some guys are going to get lost. Troy Brown scr- struggled a little bit uh, getting through screens and stuff. But 
what I what I am kind of nervous about because we know that the Lakers don't handle success particularly well is you know they got up by ten points and never really built on that ten point lead. It's just kind of like hung around at, at that in that ten point spot, and it was bad shots. It was no ball movement. AD wasn't touching it as much. And then, you know, the Warriors would go on a run because they could get out in transition and they made a game that didn't necessarily need to be a game. And and I thought that when Ham called his timeouts, generally speaking, the Lakers would come out and again focus on getting to the rim, getting downhill, and 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 kind of forcing themselves on the smaller Golden State Warriors team. That was really good. Shorter rotation, also really good. We didn't see Malik Beasley in that game. Interestingly, and I was reaching out to people from the Lakers and, and other people covering the Lakers to see what's going on there with Beasley. Uh, Beasley was sitting there on the bench with a black hoodie while everybody who you would think were going into the game were wearing the purple kind of zip, you know, quarter zips or zip, you know, full zip uh, sweatshirts or whatever. Um, so I thought, and, and he also, like at one point, it looked like he had something on his wrist. So I don't know if he was necessarily healthy, but he also wasn't on the injury report. So hard to say really what was going on there. It might also just be that it's not a Malik Beasley series. That's what I thought coming into it. He makes too many mistakes defensively and hasn't been good enough offensively to make up for it. And he didn't play. Uh, we did get Troy Brown minutes, but even there, Troy Brown played 12 which is a little high. Like, I don't like the idea of Troy Brown playing more than Rui. But, yeah, I, I you know, we got a, a stint from Wenyan Gabriel. Um, and, and, and overall, I think, in terms of rotation and minutes, mostly I agree with uh, Ham's approach there. So, macro level, I thought he did a, a very good job in this game. That said, that 14-0 run that the Warriors went on, I hope... That serves as a reminder to him and the coaching staff, do not ever try to match up small for small with this Warriors team. They are better at that than the Lakers are. Just flat out. like They they understand what they have to do there. They have better shooters. Um, they, have better, uh, they have better guys uh, at, at getting to the rim after the defense is kind of spread apart. Like the, the the Warriors are just better in those spots. So from the Lakers perspective, it has to I, I I think continue to come back to the identity of physicality, athleticism, length, and and just brute force. And that's what the Lakers need to focus on. And that 14 0 run, fortunately the Lakers were able to to survive it. They got enough stops down the stretch, got some, you know, timely buckets and made their free throws. And we're able to, 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 you know, kind of survive that. But you shouldn't have to survive that. The game didn't need to get that close. And I think it got that close because Darwin and the coaching staff went back to their ideologies of small and skilled versus the identity that the Lakers keep trying to prove that, that he needs to just kind of accept at this point. Last thing here on on uh, this one on an individual level, LeBron's game was interesting. Historically, he tends to ease himself into series. I thought maybe in this one he was going to take a more proactive role, 
And look, he he started the game by taking the, it, the I think the first few shots, if not all three of the first few, um, three of the first four or so, um, minus like like the only ones that he didn't take. Reeves had that like weird reverse layup thing that he tried, and Vanderbilt tried to tip that in. But beyond that, it was a few LeBron jumpers, and and you know LeBron really tried to get his jumper going in this one. But he doesn't. He doesn't have it. He hasn't had his jumper all season. He finishes nine of twenty-four from the field, one of eight from three-point range, um, which means so if you subtract the eight from twenty-four, that's sixteen, which means he goes eight of sixteen on two-pointers. Cool. Yeah, let's shoot more two-pointers. Um, so it's going to be interesting with LeBron and his approach on on this one. Um, you know he. When he needed to, he got downhill and got to the bucket. Um, in this one, I don't think that like getting downhill off of the bounce is really going to be a consistent option for him. But um, what I would like to see is him get into the post, the pinch post, and really try to you know just keep putting tiny little warriors um, into the basket, as Ra- as Raj likes to say, like force the Warriors to to try to have to deal with him and and that physicality rather than, you know, have him stand at the top and let all of those tiny little Warriors kind of gang up on him as he drives through them to the basket. Like, that's not, I think, going to be the best approach. I think either get him in motion or get him, you know, on the block uh, or in that kind of area and, and let him go to work still though, like from LeBron's perspective, winning a game that he doesn't play absolutely his best in, or even like anywhere near, like this was, I would say like a below average LeBron game, winning a below average LeBron playoff game on the road is monstrous. So, uh, I thought he was pretty good defensively and eh, offensively. And the Lakers were able to win despite that. And really, that would make me pretty nervous if I was a Warriors fan. Moving forward, like I said, Lakers are now on schedule. Uh, They have a day off, and then they have game two on Thursday. And we'll see, you know, kind of what that looks like and and, and how that is, is going to go. The adjustments that are going to be made. Um, are the Warriors going to commit to going super small? Does that mean less loony? If so, what does that mean for what the Lakers are going to try to do? Are the Lakers going to allow themselves to be goaded into uh, going just as small? Or are they going to find more ways to kind of punish that lack of size? This is this series is a fascinating one, man. This is I'm I'm obviously more confident having won game one. Now it's just a matter of of staying on schedule and taking care of business uh, business when, when you have that opportunity. That is going to do it here for this episode of the Lakers Lowdown. Make sure you check out, if you haven't already, the preview that Aaron and I put together, that two-parter that is uh, a couple episodes back in your feed. Raj and I went live right after the game. And if you're looking for different ways to check out the game, uh, Lakers Lounge is on playback. Again, playback. Uh, .tv slash Lakers Lounge is where you can find it. I was on there for the entirety of the game. Had an absolute blast with the people 
who were there watching. Um, really, really, really fun to do it that way. Over the course of these playoffs, I'm going to, you know, start bringing on some more guests and and start focusing on doing things, uh, doing more stuff over there. So check that out, as well as the YouTube page, as well as my own Substack, and and everything else that we are trying to produce for you uh, on on this feed. So uh, we have a monster day today in terms of content. So. I cannot wait to get that out. I'm not jinxing it. I already made that mistake once, uh, and I'm not going to do that again. So until the next time you hear from me, I'm Anthony Irwin saying have a good one.